Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers, up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. We're back again, episode 25. And what uh, an episode we have in store for you. Unfortunately, it's not a three-point podcast, as Colin would have wished for. <laughs> but all the same, we're going to crack on. Um, it's only right we start with our post-match reactions, as always. Uh, if you are watching at home, make sure you're popping your comments uh, and let us know what you thought of the game as we go along. But we'll hand over to you, Ange. What did you make of the game on Saturday? Oh, well, I'm blaming Colin for his positivity. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's not It's not around this week. <laughs> game week, you want to call it. Um, oh, it was so bloody frustrating. And I feel like I've said that a lot recently. Um, I thought that we were just... We didn't do the basics well. It, there was nothing, there were no bells and whistles at all with it, Switch. I think they just did the basics really, really well. There was so much slicker in transition. They wanted it more. They had so much energy. And we just looked absolutely exhausted. We just looked, looked physically and mentally drained, like the decision-making, sloppy passes. Um, it, it was absolutely our own undoing that yesterday. It was... I don't think we got outplayed. Ipswich played better. Um, and those goals that we conceded were terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So a misplaced pass and an unmarked header, it's it's the basics. It's doing the basics poorly. Um, <clears throat> I'm still posit- positive. I'm still optimistic. I think Ipswich and Sheffield's potentially for us were... Obviously, the two trickiest matches, even though Ipswich were at home, of the what's left. So I'm, I'm, I'm not losing the playoff faith just yet. Um, but yeah, absolutely. They need like a, I don't know, a bog wash or something. They just need their heads sorting out. That is all. <laughs> it was for certainly a disappointing result. Um, one that I think you know, some fans were expecting, but um, all the same, it doesn't make it any easier. It was a, a tough one to take, and I agree with you absolutely that, although I don't think necessarily we were outplayed as such, but uh, Ipswich ju- just did the basics right and got all of those little things right that ultimately on the day we didn't, uh, and those games happened. Colin, what did you make of it there? Um so obviously usually I'm I'm pretty positive and, and enthusiastic and, and whatnot around um even results that might not necessarily gone our way because I see things that I like and all that type of malarkey. But um <clears throat> yesterday I, I just it was obviously it was a bit of a realisation moment really that we are not quite at the level that we think we are as fans in terms of the uh, opposition when we come up against the likes of Ipswich and, and Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I'm not going to start blaming budgets and I'm not going to start blaming, you know, what, what what these teams are paying the players and so forth. But there was a massive golf yesterday in class. Um, however, I am in, in agreement with Ange in terms of the basics. That's very true. I'm also in agreement with a comment pretty much instantly that got put on the chat uh, by... Brandon saying Ipswich absolutely dominated in the middle of the park for Swivery Ball. Um, games are won and lost in the field. Um, we're, we're missing, and we have been missing for a good while, really, um, a dominant midfielder. Uh, we, we, you know, that is it Morsey, the, the midfielder yesterday? Yeah, yeah. So he, he, you can tell he obviously he's got he's got that a bit of a grip between his teeth and he's that, you know, tough tackling midfield user, but a bit like a a similar type of play to Jay Spearing was when he were when he when we first got hold of him. We need that snap and that bite in midfield. Somebody who can, 
win them battles and we're reliant too much upon Carl Dempsey in that in, in that regard who you know he's got he's a little bit he's not quite that type of player is he really as much as we think he is um but yeah we, we, we were we several loose passes that was disappointing obviously that you know the first goal stem from that um got to give credit to the keeper as well you know he made two vital saves obviously the save from penalty and Dion Charles is you know something that completely changed the whole dynamic of the game uh, but but also probably more importantly on Connor Bradley in the first half um he's racing through one-on-one and he, he makes a phenomenal save with his his left hands um so yeah then them type of moments it's it, it is gutting but I think it just makes us realize that we're not can't we 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 think we should be um we always got to stick together really obviously on the press conference last Thursday uh, Everett was saying before the game against Ipswich that he wants the, the stadium to be a cauldron of atmosphere and noise and positivity and it's just not that it's just not that and it's I'm fu- I'm fully on board with what he, what he was saying in terms of the effect that the, the fans I've, I've said it several times on this podcast make sure you go and turn up be positive back on support them don't grow and don't mourn as annoying as it is and then obviously we're all passionate about our club and you know, you do get on edge and stuff like that, but it doesn't help at all, um, especially the way we play um, and what we're trying to achieve as well with the ball coming out from the back. Really flat, really flat atmosphere yesterday. Yeah, it's flat. It, it's flat, but, but even when it's not flat, the only noise you hear is groans and moans, and it's ridiculous. And I don't know where, it, why, and where it comes from. We've got probably the, one of the best home records in the league. We very rarely can see goals at home. It should be the opposite of that. It should be pure positivity. You know, we should be relaxed in, the, in them environments. But, yeah, I'm, I'm all for what whatever we're saying personally. But overall, poor performance. There's a few bits and pieces I want to elaborate on, but obviously we'll get to that in a bit. But, yeah, bit gutty, really. Absolutely. I would I would definitely tend to agree with that. Uh, Brandon has actually put another comment on and He said, I really don't think we are what we're cracked up to be. Um not can I just say, can, sorry, can I just say that he's right? We're not, and I've just said exactly that. But that doesn't mean that we're a bad side. Do you get what I mean? So just because we aren't as, as what we think we are and what we think we probably should be, that doesn't make us a bad team whatsoever. We, you know, we, we we're still a very good team, and we're still you know doing very well considering our budget and, and you know where we're at and stuff at the moment. For got to remember, it's only our second season back in League One from League Two. Do you get what I mean? So it's there's a lot to be positive about. It's such a bloody tough league. It's took massive clubs years and years to get out of this league. And I know you said you weren't going to bang on about budgets and stuff, but that Ipswich squad yesterday, I think they spent something like two points a million in the January transfer window. It's like, it's you can't be spending that much money and not be going up. That's just not sustainable whatsoever. So, and I think this, comes back to the point I when I said when we asked that question on the pod it's a good few weeks ago now about <clears throat> do you think we'll go up and I was like my heart says yeah my head says no because for me we're just not it's like you say it's our second season and we've got players who I don't think will cut it and are still on contracts I just worry it worries me that we'll just be getting these results week in week out and as much as i would be over the moon if we did i would still be really worried about going up i think it's, it's a good point and that that topic of budgets even though i think quite a lot of the time we're, we're very keen to say we're not going to talk about budgets you actually you have to you can't ignore it when you look at the fact that the teams in and around us are spending significant amount of monies uh in the transfer windows you can't really just sweep over it. It is a conversation that has to be had. Uh, although it doesn't sort of, um, you know, take away from poor performances, when poor performances happen, you know, it doesn't matter what, what money you're spending. There isn't really many excuses for it. But in the grand scheme of things, where you look at the playoff spots, you know, that, that conversation definitely needs to be had. Um, an interesting comment from Jan. Oh, go on, Ange. Sorry, you know, I was just going to mention about the fans leaving early thing. I don't know if that's what you were picking up on, Ben, but it was from about 76 minutes yesterday that they were, and I was like, oh, Jesus, it's a bit, it's even a bit early for our lot to start. 
that 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 that's because we the, the team has, has created that expectation at home. So obviously yesterday did not go according to plan whatsoever. So you know naturally people are going to get frustrated and they're going to leave, aren't they? Early. Whether you class that as being a, a poor supporter or not a proper fan or however you want to term it, it's a lot of it will be through sheer frustration because they expect us to to, to be getting results at all. But then I've sat in that stadium at 88, 89, 90 minutes and we've scored two goals. So I, I, I just, for me, I can't do it. I think no, no, yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Whistle. But you got to look at it from it. You didn't feel it coming yesterday. <laughs> well, exactly, feel- yeah. It's, you know, several hundred, probably thousand people probably thought the same thing as well. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it is a, it's a strange one, though. I mean, I personally don't see much point in it, although after sitting in in the car park for the best part of part of an hour yesterday, I can sort of understand why it do down <laughs> some fans headed for the exits. Cause... Oh, you had a right bumper-to-bumper rant yesterday on Twitter. I did, <laughs> honestly. If, if you're one of them on the car park, if you're watching this and you were in the car park on Saturday and at the end of the game, you sat so close to the car in front, someone could have walked through it and you didn't let anyone out, you just need putting down. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Brandon's just put a good comment on though and he said people need to back them and clap them off show you are with them not just piss off because you don't want to queue up uh, which is a really good point you know pretty cold yesterday weren't it that's another thing it was very cold yesterday it was not making excuses I'm just looking at it from a different point of view always feels colder at the Reebok no matter where you are it's uh, it's like an ice ring in there um, but yeah, I think it's a good point. You know that support and that that backing needs to be there. Uh, Everett has said it a number of times. The players have said it themselves. That atmosphere is what drives them on to get results. Um, and you know, it, it hardly takes much to to give a, a little sing song every now and then. So just back the lads. It, it's it's not too much of a, a task. But uh, moving slightly on. Uh, Deck John wasn't in the squad. Gethin Jones moved over to that left wing back role. What did you make of uh, of Jones's performance and John's absence, Colin? Um, I feel a bit sorry for Gethin Jones because I think because he's such a seven out of ten man and he's so versatile in terms of um, you know where he can play across the, the, the back five or within a three or whatever you want to call it. Um, he often obviously gets you know, pulled out of position. Now, he, I thought yesterday he didn't play his best, but credit him for coming out into the press afterwards and, and you know, facing it up, so to speak, because I guess he probably did that, not only because he's the vice-captain, but he probably recognised it probably one of, the, one of his better performances, so fair play to him in that respect. Um, what I would say is, and I'm not going to stick up for him better here, but when they, when, when they scored their first goal... When I watched the highlights back, I think it highlighted to me that why playing a player so out, much out of position, i.e., on the left as, as, a, as a somebody playing left wing back when he's a right when he's a right sided defender, and better if you watch it back, he tries to play the pass onto his on onto Gethin Jones' right side, but Geth makes an outside movement as in he was going to go around the left. And Bet obviously didn't didn't pick it pick it up, and that's why he obviously intercepted it, and, and that's when they went and scored. Not I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying that when he's played significantly out of position like that, it just throws everything out. I think um, I think he wouldn't be playing there if we you know if we had Idale available and George Johnson available. Um, it's just unfortunate that they're not. His performance wasn't the best, but um, I hope I've made sense of what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, a, it's a good point. Um, I think I, I did notice that when I was watching it, not in the first instance, but when I watched the replays of the goals, um, it just seemed to be that that relationship between the mm. left centre-half and the left wing-back just isn't there. And it hasn't mm. been for so long for a number yeah. of reasons. The but it, it won't be as long as we keep chopping and bloody changing. It's like it takes time to build up a relationship to that point where they, they know where each other's going to be. Yeah. Um. And and we and it's just changed all season, hasn't it? I mean, for one reason or another, but I don't really know why you wouldn't have had Derek even on the bench. I don't, I just don't, I don't know why he's left him out completely. Well, he isn't. He's a good enough defensively, is he? 
That's why. Yeah, but none of them were good enough defensively yesterday. Well, I know that that in the benefit of hindsight, that's right. But at the time before he picked the game, he knows that Gethin Jones isn't good enough. Sorry, Declan Dunn isn't good enough defensively to play up against the 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 winger. I can't remember his name. His name's passed me, but he's, obviously he's dead quick and direct, and he and he can play across both sides. Anyway, that's why he didn't pick him. We 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 spoke about this in the past, haven't we? About Declan John when he wasn't in the team, about how defensively he's a bit of a liability, and up against one of the better sides, it's probably not a risk he didn't want to, he didn't want to take. I'm guessing. I think uh, we saw it against Portsmouth as well. Um, that change was made in in result to a tactical change to try and combat what the opposition could offer. I think against Portsmouth, it was the the fact that we were going to be hit with with long balls. Um, and the ball was going to be in the air a lot and Gethin offered more in the air than John and I think Everett reasoned with it and said that this time it was because um, as you said Colin they wanted to deal with Ipswich winger uh, I mean obviously it didn't really pan out that way but those things happen uh, and in hindsight you know anyone can say that John should have been in the team or even Randall Williams should have started you can say what you want but um, it's difficult that those decisions are difficult and if he makes the if, if it works out forever then everyone calls him a, a, a genius but if it doesn't mm. then everyone's saying no well you should have done this instead uh it's easy to say that after the game but before the game it's anyone's guess what, what's going to happen so yeah thank you i think chris dawson's made my point much better than me that like he's put georgie t on the bench for why and not no space for deck to change it if needs be I think that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a good point, really. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Maybe he wants George Thomason to pick up minutes more because he's going to be critical. I think over these next few weeks, and it really good that he's back actually because we, we we're missing legs in that end of the park. Said yeah, this. We said this on one of the last last, last podcasts actually. The, 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 I just the, hope to God Georgie J is back for Wembley. <laughs> oh, he, he said he's back. He said he's back. He said he's back for, for Friday for Sheffield Wednesday game. <clears throat> before this, this game, yeah, I think Ever was confident that both MJ and, and George will be back for the game against Chef Wednesday, but definitely ruled them out uh, prior to Ipswich. So hopefully yeah. we'll we'll see them both. Um, Josh well, Johnson's you, might, you might want to see him both. I don't necessarily want to see him both. <laughs> well, I mean, perhaps not in the starting lineup, but <laughs> on the bench, perhaps. I mean, for Johnston especially, I think I'm, I'm confident that he's one of very few players that can just come straight back into the team and resume business as usual. Um, let's bloody hope. Yeah, or at least I hope that's the case. Yeah, um, I think as well with that when when he's when he is fit and obviously moving. Gethin Jones over to the right. That partnership between Connor Bradley and Gethin Jones works. You can see there's a you know a continuity between the two of them, and and likewise on on the left with Johnson and and whether it be you know that, well Declan Johnson refers to him when he's when he's playing alongside Johnson, he just uh, it allows him to express himself a little bit more, doesn't he? And obviously he's able to cover better because Mbete is obviously suspect at the moment, isn't he? Indeed, um, I just hope, hope to God that he comes back and he's back up to speed as quick as possible. Um, just on that, George and MJ, obviously, hopefully back in the squad. Um, where do you so, sort of put MJ in this starting eleven, or do you? Do you keep him on the bench? Uh, I'm going to give it to both of you because it seems to be one that in the comments is dividing opinion. Uh, Dan Sumner has said, as much as I think we're in a post-MJ era now, yesterday was a perfect game we needed him for, which is a good point. Um, that post-MJ era, I think, in the games where the midfield is very you know lucid and fluid, that is the, the, the common feeling. But in the scrappy games like yesterday, we were just completely out-muscled, out-legged, out-fought in the midfield. And perhaps that's where MJ could have, you know, stepped up. Um, but Hayden's just said we missed MJ at Morecambe too. So I'm going to... We've, been, we've been missing him for weeks. I don't see what, 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 what the negativity is towards the lad. 
he's ne he's never put a foot wrong in my eyes. I and just he... think he's not necessary. I always feel he's half a yard behind the pace. I just don't feel he's quick enough. Yeah. And it, against those against those better players, I don't think he's quick enough. He's yeah, decision yeah. making. Yeah, but there aren't many better. There, there aren't many better t better teams to get that we're going to come up against at regular, is there? You know, no, so maybe now towards the end of the season, it would be a decent time for him to come at, at after maybe after Chef on the bench for Chef. I don't start him. <laughs> I wouldn't start him. That's my idea. no, no. Well, he's not going to start him, is he, against Sheffield Wednesday? Because <laughs> he's been out for such a long time. But you know, it'd be nice for him to get you know minutes and then maybe B team game the following week and then get him get him involved for the last eight nine games of the season. Absolutely. Um, yeah, get him, get him in the mix because we we were short in midfield massively. So we lost, we didn't lose that game because of the midfield battle, but it was a massively contributing factor towards the reason why we lost that game yesterday. Indeed, uh, Everett's got a, a tough one on his hands. Should everyone be back and ready? Uh, another, you know, potential candidate to 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 start is Cameron Jerome. Uh, he had a Cameo after coming back from injury yesterday. Um, nearly scored. Say again. He nearly scored. He did. Yeah. Would have uh, been again. Keeper again. Quality save on the on his front post. He had a good game that keeper yesterday. He's a massive. He's a massive dude. That keeper. I was going to call him the lanky, a lanky streak. Of, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a big. He was a big boy, him, wasn't he? He was indeed. Um, it's, it's a a. a, a Topic we'll get onto later, just in terms of, of who starts, but something to think about. Um, and I'm sure Everett will be perhaps relishing in that selection headache. Um, but it would be nice to see some consistency in that starting 11 if we can just be injury free for just a little bit of time. That would be wonderful. I thought, yeah, I think he, he, he got his, um, his lineup wrong yesterday, didn't he? I, thought, I think if he's reflecting on, on, on it today, he'd probably admit that, I would imagine. Um, Kieran Lee should have played yesterday and I can't for the life of me see why he didn't um, but yeah I think he probably got his he probably got his selection wrong yesterday It may be an accumulation of minutes that he's you know put in the tank um, Yeah but he hadn't he didn't play against Morecambe did he? He's had a rest there you know he hasn't prior to Morecambe yeah obviously he played quite a bit but he's been he's had a couple of weeks well that'd be his second week off now wouldn't it? It's a good point um, maybe he might be carrying an arc. Yeah, we don't know. Do we? I, I do agree with you. I think I, in hindsight, again, would have put Lee in that 10 role, uh, over Scholar, who did seem to go a, a, a little bit missing. Uh, and were you going to say something? Yeah, I just, I it just sprung back to me yesterday when, when he brought Kieran and um, Cam on. I was like, right, he's bringing some old heads on just, just to calm them all down, and they've got. And they went even they went even more headless chicken. It 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 shocked me how that but five minutes or so after they came on, I was like, what what are they doing? What is going on? The game had lost so their heads had gone. It, they completely lost their heads. Yeah. But again, the, the you know, the crowd it doesn't help, does it? Like, you know, going two 0 down and all that, but yeah. Secretly hoping that none of those three Northern Irish lads get any game time because they need a bloody rest. Yeah, they'll definitely get game time, won't they? Because it's very important fixtures, aren't they, for them, for Northern Ireland? It's just the way it is, isn't it? It, it would just be, it would be just have a look. Um, I don't want to manifest it if you believe in that sort of shite, but honest to God, it would just be our look. Um, Dan Sumner has put a comment on and he said, have players got an eye on Wembley and fearful of injury or suspension? Some players won't get that chance to play there again, which mm. is a good point again. Um, you know, for the likes of the players that are perhaps... Um, yeah, an even, better, an even better point by Danny Below half of the team can't bloody play. They're all cup tied. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking there. That, I swear that was exactly what was going to be. That's not even an excuse because half of them can't play, can they? Yeah. So that's that's a moo point, as they say. Yeah, fair enough. So those um, boys and those boys that can't play Wembley, that the league is your is your only. Yeah, that's your. I mean, I know they'll get 
the trophy for Waterbred or even if they would. Did they even get a medal if they've not played at all? I don't know. I don't know. It's... Probably not. But that that's what they should be concentrating on the league, isn't it? I don't bread know. and butter in it as well, you know. Yeah, she bread and butter. Just before we move on to Hanzo Man of the Match, which is a tough pick this week, uh, Chris Dawson has put a comment on the live and he said, is there a point to raise about the dipping tolls form since Santos returned? He looks so assured alongside Ameson. Um, I've given it some thought and I think my reasoning, or if you want to call it that, or, or my point of view is that if you look at the fixtures that Ameson was playing in, uh, instead of Santos uh, and the type of players we were coming up against, compare that to the the run of form we've had, well, the run of games we've had recently and the amount of games in such a short period of time. And that, that for me, is the reason that perhaps Tolls maybe been off the mark in, only in the last couple, I think. Yeah. I think his distribution I've... has been off it, but the everything last else, yeah. um, I, I wouldn't have put... I mean, Santos has been back a while, yeah, um, it's so it would seem unfair to, to rule out, you know, maybe six or seven games uh, when only two or three have perhaps been off it, so to speak. What do you both think, Ange? Uh, it's definitely, I don't think it's, it goes as far back as Santos coming back into squad, but certainly the last couple of games, I mean, the lad could be just knackered. This is what worries me about that he's been getting that call up, but then... I mean, depending on if he's been watching his last few games, he might not really get on the pitch because he's, he's passing and his choice of pass has been less than it, less yeah. than five. It just shows, doesn't it, though? Like, the lads come from Irish football. Nobody knew him from, from Adam. You know, next minute we're thinking he's the best thing since sliced bread and then within a couple of games he's got Shy again. distribution. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... It, very um, recent. This is, this is why we are where we are because we're in, inconsistent as a as a team. We're, we're so inconsistent that we've even we're even looking at Dempsey yesterday. Didn't have a great match, and he's been our more con most consistent player the past couple of months. As a mother's just gone are, a little. Are we are we inconsistent if we start fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth in the league? Players, individual players, or individually? Yeah. Individual players, we've got too much individual inconsistencies to be getting any better than where we are currently. Do you think? Do you think? I'd be interesting to get people's thoughts on this on the chat as well. Like, do you think it's um, we've put too much into the EFL trophy? Because if you look back at the at the, at the season, we we were playing strong teams right at the start of the competition. So is, is that is that a contributing factor? I'm not talking about the fact that we're in the final. I'm on about like the whole competition and the focus on it. And you know, is the focus on it because it's extra revenue and we want to win it because it's going to help towards budgets? Do you get what I mean? Is that why they're so intent on winning it, or is it because it's just a cup and he wants to win it and his CV? Or, or I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? He's not. He's not made any any kind of apology for playing good sides as he's not he's he's said no. he's doing it he's in it to win it if he's if we're going yeah. if we're but going that, out playing there whereas the season before we didn't did we we definitely played um certainly against the under 21s because we even put full strength sides out against the under 21 teams didn't we yeah, so yeah. it's a good it's a good point that you raise but I think he. I think sometimes I wonder: is he doing? Does he? Is he give? Is he trying to give us something to kind of cheer about and be excited about? And and as as he as he lost sight of the bigger picture a little bit, I don't know. Maybe it is a an interesting point. I think just on that that terms of uh, inconsistency, I absolutely agree with you that there are lots of individual inconsistencies, but that as a whole makes the group inconsistent, um, whether it be because of injuries, uh, there is a, a significant lack of consistency um, in terms of both performance and results. You look at games like, I, I don't want to jog your memories back, but no, Forest Green and Cheltenham, it's results like that that are yeah. the difference between, you know, a side looking ready for promotion and a side that, perhaps aren't um and you know 
those inconsistencies need to be ironed out if we are serious about setting our sights for the championship. Um, you can't win them all, but it's the performance it, that matters. Uh, and I in mean, those games, so sorry, far, I don't keep interrupting yet. But no. I know, and I know people are saying, "Oh, I can't win against the top six or whatever." They're the teams I would expect us not to win against. That's why they're that's why they're the top six teams. And like, like I just that was my point on the inconsistency thing that we're inconsistently we're inconsistent against better opposition. Um. I would be more ready for inconsistent against lower opposition, but but we were, we were Forest Green for God's sake. They're like clinging on to for dear life, and they've got the, the hardest run coming up. Those lads, haven't they? So God help them. Indeed, um, some good points and some really really good points coming in on the live chat. If you sorry, can I, contributing... can I interrupt you very quickly, Ben? Um, where we're we going here now? I've just seen it. Danny's pot to Chris. Colin's blood is boiling. Um, it's not. It, it, it's. It's. I'm annoyed after yesterday, and I'm. I'm obviously admitting the fact that that automatic is 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 a pipe dream now, and that's gone. But I'm also very hungover, Danny. So <laughs> he's hungover. He's hungover. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I am annoyed, and I'm. I'm sorry that all sound as enthusiastic and torn driven as I normally am, but I'm angry. <laughs> I think that was also in reference to Chris's comment about Ameson being a better mentor than Santos for tall. Oh, well, that's a lot of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, like, like you, I'm sure he said that just to try and wind me up because. Yeah, no. <laughs> he did. Because, like, Wintour's had two bad games and, and Santos has been, been back for about two months, hasn't he? So, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yes, looking ahead to... Uh, in fact, we'll go back and we'll do the fans own man of the match. Oh, uh, I thought you'd forget about that. <laughs> I could have done. But uh, we're, we're going to do it. Colin, do you want to start us off? I mean, there's not much... Yeah, I point. will, actually. Um, I, people, people probably go, what? But I'm going to give it to uh, Victor Adebayejo because I thought yesterday he probably had his best game for us. Put himself about, held the ball up well, won us free kicks, tried very, very, very hard, didn't get it rubbed with the green, but it was about the only one. I mean, maybe Connor Bradley as well that I could say it was, you know, I'd mud on the, sh the shorts type of thing. Um, so yeah, just I, I, I felt I felt for the lad yesterday because he's obviously it's a bit of a tireless, tireless job against a good team like that or a team that we made to look really good. Um, didn't even look good at the start. That was another thing that were annoying me yesterday. Like they must have played about four or five balls out of, out of, out of touch, and I was like, they're not even got that good these. Anyway, but yeah, I am personally, I'm going to give it to Vic, Victor. I thought he, um, I thought he did quite well yesterday in a in a in a in a shite game. And I'm proper. I'm I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I'll take over. I'm going to give mine to... I think I'm going to give mine to Victor as well. Uh, I thought in, in terms of perhaps work rate, work ethic, and what I want to see from him playing alongside Charles, I thought that was the probably the best example he's given us. Mm. Um, possibly like that end product, but... You didn't get a chance, did he? Say again? He didn't get a chance, though, did he, to show his no, no, not really. Um he didn't, yeah. The four was only the four was only as good as the the, the, the chances that are created for him, aren't they? There was nothing, were there? Yeah. Yeah. No, there was no service. Was, yeah. I'm interrupting you, sorry, but I've just seen a point. Um it's hard to keep in touch with all these chat this these it's good, but it's hard. He's very, very chatty tonight. It's I feel like I'm yeah, it's, I love it. Like, <laughs> I, I do love it, but it's hard to when I'm trying to pay reference to good points that are made. Um, Brandon again, he's on fire today. Felt for the strikers chasing absolute shadows, and that's exactly you know what my thought process was. And sorry, carry on, Ben. No, exactly. I, I mirror that absolutely. I thought his hold up play was was perhaps some of the best we've seen against a really mm. physical backline for Ipswich, uh, and there were some sections of his play that, that were that were really promising. And have you uh, given? It Do you know thought? what? I'm going to full house it. I'm going to go. Pick <laughs> Yeah, would you believe it? You, you both perhaps, convinced me. <laughs> would you believe it that in perhaps 
one of the most disappointing results or performances <laughs> perhaps in recent weeks that that this is the time that we get a full house. Full house, yeah. <laughs> Um, we were also talking about five minutes ago whether we should be playing Cameron Jerome or not. Does that mean Deion Charles gets gets dropped? Never. Ooh, is that a rhetorical question? Uh, never, no. never for me. Are we, are we playing never. three up front? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should give it a whirl. I don't Drop think. Do you think Cam's got ninety minutes in him though? I don't think he's probably got got ninety. He's not long back from injury, is he? He's just had that back spasm, hasn't he? Yeah. No, nah, he won't play nine minutes at his his age. But you know, I, I, I going to get going up at that atmosphere under the lights at Hillsborough. I think we're going to need experience, and I think Jack, Jerome and, and Kieran Lee will, will probably both start. Be interesting to see who does alongside Dion. I feel oh. sorry for Victor if that's the case, but alongside Dion, then you think? Yeah, you can't. We're doing, that. Him, Charles, we're doing that next, aren't we? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see who does start um, and yeah I just want to say thank you all for you know popping your comments on once upon a time if we lost no one would be here and be talking to ourselves so it's nice <laughs> to see you all actually getting on board and, and talking to us albeit a little busy no it's um, mega I'd echo that them, them, them thoughts definitely it's really good to see and, and as well like seeing new people in there as well which is which is good again another so make yourself known if, if it's your first uh if it's your first watch it'd be good to see if that's the case indeed uh you're more than welcome don't make it your last <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're more than welcome to share your thoughts on what we're talking about as we go along um every comment usually gets looked at we try not to miss any uh and, and we'll pull a couple into the into the show as we go through but looking ahead to Sheffield, uh, in for in for a tough game. Uh, there's no denying that Are Sheffield haven't. Colin, I waiting for a tough game against a team who's almost gone half a season. They've we'll not lost a match. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be all right. It will but be. Yeah, no, wonder a... no wonder it's not sold out. I know. Yeah, we needed a we needed a points ticketing system structure a few weeks ago. They are on the second allocation, though, now. Are we? Fair enough. Yeah. The expense of Wembley has probably caught a few people. Oh, not half, yeah. Yeah, Um, But we haven't beaten Sheffield in any of our last six. Not on Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesday's two teams in Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, of course. Oh, in the Aggie when he's rough. (laughs) (laughs) I hear people say Sheffield. I heard it the other day on another podcast. Who was it? Yeah, it was... um, is it called Darren? Or oh, it's not Darren. On the one, the other po- the Wanderers po- Wanderers podcast. Daryl, that's my cousin. Daryl. Yeah, he said it. Sheffield. <laughs> I think he, is he from Sheffield? Then he as well, or that way on somewhere. Daryl is my cousin. He's from Orich. All oh, right. <laughs> Chris Burton has suggested you have a Lucas head, Colin. That might help. I've actually got. I've actually got some Lucas head, Chris. So <laughs> Crack it open, bloody hell. <laughs> All right. Bolton have not beat Sheffield Wednesday in any of their last six meetings with their last win coming in, I think, the October of 2017. Obviously, as Colin said, Sheffield haven't lost the league game uh, in half a season. That dates back to October. So it's it's all stacking up against us, it feels like. Uh, a really tough game. Really, really tough game. What are you expecting from it uh, other than a tough game, Colin? I'm expecting endeavour. I'm expecting a reaction of some description. I'm expecting us to play the game and not the occasion. Um, but yeah, I'm also expecting a, a pretty difficult game. But I think it's going to be 2-1 to us and Kieran Leal's goal winner. Oh, wow. and a prediction. Now, that feeling, made, feeling Kieran Lee. That's an interesting night in Sheffield. 1-0 up, 1-0 so up, we'll go 1-0 up, we'll then one all, and then sexy Kieran will get a sexy one later on. <laughs> and what are you expecting from the game? Um, obviously. Drunk, yeah, I probably still am to be fair, David, sorry. <laughs> obviously, obviously it's going to be tough. The most Bolton thing ever to do would be to win that after those stats, wouldn't it? Um, so I'll go with Bolton doing a Bolton. I would love Bolton to do a Bolton on a Friday night. 
in Chef. <laughs> um, against who? Against who? Against Chef Webs, I call him. <laughs> oh, no. We can't, we can't be abbreviating it. Come on. No, she I can't. abbreviate everything. No, she can. She can abbreviate it. It's providing she's actually saying the, the full name of the team instead of just Sheffield. Then. Chef Webs. No, she can't. Um, um, I, do you know? I, you know what I'm like. I don't. I go into every match a nervous wreck. I don't expect anything. I'm waiting to see what they give me. I will be concerned if, like Colin said, there isn't a reaction. We need to see some grit and we need to see some, some like um, hunger. I want to see them want to win it. Even I want to see. Don't. Yeah, I want to see us actually play play our own game because I think yeah. over the last few weeks we seem to, for whatever reason changing our approach and changing the way we play to suit the opposition they look petrified on saturday they look scared to death i'm like yeah. what's going what's going on at all do you think that's a tactical issue or a mentality issue i think mentality. it's probably a combination of both because it was clear on saturday that they were trying to catch them lanky bean poles at center half that they've got <laughs> trying to pull them out weren't they and put balls in behind them with Dion's, Dion's pace and, and Victor on the other side. They were trying to pull them out and it was obvious because it was just spinning balls inside the right and left channels. But that's that's not how we will normally be playing. Do you get what I mean? So I don't know why we're, we're doing it. I think we just stick to our own game and just, yeah, rock up lower up there and try and beat them. I, d I do think it, it's going to need a little bit of maturity, like Carl said, on the pitch. I think I think maybe sit shoulder out and play Kieran and Let's have some let's have some sensible ads on that pitch. Yep, it would do us the world of good. Uh, we're going to go to lineups, uh, and we're going to go through our lineup. I think the number one spot is more or less set in stone, unless by no get get Dixon in. <laughs> get Ed Popper on wrist, Sam. Um, but let's start with the back three. Who are your who are your well? It is a back five, but let's go with the three. Uh, Left centre back, right centre half, and and centre half. Who are you having in there, Ange? It de oh. depends on Georgie, doesn't it? Let's assume everybody is fit, including George and MJ. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! John Georgie J Santos tall. Okay, Carl. Um, Santos centre half, um, yeah. Gethin Jones, right sided centre half, and Owen Tall, left sided centre half. Chris, you can't play anymore. So there are three. So Santos in the middle, uh, I'd have Owen Tall on the left side, and Jones on the right side, centre half, and my wing backs would be Connor Bradley on the right wing back, and if he's fit, Johnson, George Johnson on the left side of defence, because we're going to need we're going to need to be solid defensively, and we're going to effectively need to have five at the back, and you know he does offer a little bit going forward as well, but we're not going to have that that option as, as often as we, we we normally do. So yeah, I'd go solid and Johnson left wing back. It's a shout! It's a shout! Yeah, actually, Carl. Uh, Chris, when Colin was showing you where he'd put Santos, he was actually just sticking his finger up at you. He just didn't want to say it. Um, it worked, Chris. I won. I think mine would be uh, Johnston, Santos, and I'm going to agree with Colin and go actually Jones uh, at right centre half. Um, obviously, Cole's given us his wing backs. Uh, and Sorry, yeah. Wayne. Oh, obviously Connor. Yeah. But then I, I just, I would just play D DJ, but I don't know. I didn't put Geth on my back line, did I? Don't believe so. Oh, but then I know. Oh, I don't know. It's good if you don't sit in the uh, office. Uh, good uh, job, uh, ever, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> uh, we can skip one. Me, backs then. not me though. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll leave out wing backs. Uh, your midfield three. Uh, so two centre midfielders and a 
and the number 10. Colin? Um, I know this one. Can I go next? Yeah, go on. As remote for Kyle Dempsey, Kieran Lee. Straightforward. Um, Morley. Thomason. And... Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like everyone's just trying to <laughs> like call it up tonight or something. Yeah. I'm not reading it anymore. I've ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> right, look what you've Hayden, in Hayden agrees everyone. with me though, by the way. Thomason's okay. to start. Thomas and Dempsey. Thomas and Dempsey and Marley. It's an interesting start. Um It'd be interesting to see whether Thomason is brought straight back into the starting lineup or not. Um, but I, I would go with Dempsey, Morley, and I think the same as you, Ange, Kieran Lee. Uh, your top two, Colin. <laughs> so I'm just reading this chat. And it's just... Come on, get your professional head on now. <laughs> um, Dion Charles and um, Kieran Lee just behind. Angela, who are you having? Go, oh, Angela. Um, oh, Claire, whichever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dion Giles, obviously, because I would never drop Dion Giles. Um, um, let's go, Vic, again. I'm going to go, Vic, again. Vic, okay. Uh, I think my choice would be. Um, Dion and I'm going to go Jerome and perhaps see how that pans out for 60 minutes uh, or maybe even a half and if, if things don't pan out then, then look to bring Victor on um, I'm just going to read through some of the options um, for our, our two centre forwards uh, so, so coming in first is Arthur Ganua um, <laughs> Dan Sumner has suggested Salva Balesta up front. Um, you don't know who that is, will you, Ben? I don't, to be honest. No, uh, I don't think you would do. Good show, Dan. Oh, God. Dan has suggested God. Gerald Sid. Uh, you know who he is? Nope. Gerald Sid was centre-half that played for us under Megson and Sammy Lee, I think. And um, he played one of his best games away at Bayern Munich. And I couldn't believe that he was even playing. He said, yeah. <laughs> Uh, quick Gallo. story about that. We're, we're in a bar. We're in a bar in Munich, and we got chatting to a load of Bayern fans, and they were saying, "Oh, looking forward to seeing um, Anelka, Jaskalainen, um, Kevin Nolan, naming of all all our players." And literally, our bit of them started. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was thinking to them, "They don't even know any. Of the, we don't even know any of these are, including Gerald Smith." Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's a true story though. Danny has suggested Josh McGuinness. Uh, Chris Burton has said Claire Abbott up front. Uh, for those of you who watched the last episode, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Sittle uh, <laughs> and Kumbeni has been chucked about. Clayton Donaldson, I'm sure he'd get his boots on for us. Uh, yeah, Provided not paid. Some, some, some cork is coming <laughs> in. Uh, but whoever does... <laughs> and Brandon's just said, we forget we have Kachunga. Um... Yeah, give Colin a reason to get his to get his little jingle back out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. What what a delight that would be. Yeah. Um, it's a You're killing me off you lot today. Final final option for the number nine spot is Talal Al Hamad, uh, and that's coming from Danny. Can I just can, uh, uh, before we move on? Um, I just want to add something about this um, this Wigan stuff. I, I think um, that uh, rivalry that, that's, that's grown between Bolton and Wigan is healthy for both teams. And I don't see... it's It doesn't fit well with me when Wanderers fans, especially given what we've been through, are jumping on Wigan and taking the piss of the fact that they probably or very well maybe going into administration again. Because, you know, two things really... Staff aren't getting paid. We all know what that's, that's been like. Obviously, our staff are on food banks and all that type of situation at that time. I think times are really hard for a lot of people, including 
people who work for football clubs. Yes, there's a rivalry there, but I think we should just be a little bit like, just respect the fact that we've been through a lot of shit ourselves, similar to that, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not very good us taking the piss out of them for that because it's it's a shocking situation. Um, yeah, and that's I just wanted to put that out there. You know, when I, when you see people saying I hope it liquidate and all that type of stuff, it's it just doesn't sit well with me. So um, yeah, leave it out. I absolutely mirror that. I think that there's a fine line between, you know, banter and, you know, taking it to the extreme and wishing that a club is liquidated. And I think the people that do wish that are, are very, you know, perhaps short-sighted. They don't realise that actually a football club being liquidated doesn't just mean that a club's, you know, gone down the drain. That's a loss of jobs. That's a loss of income. That's you know huge stress for for families. Well, I work, I worked in Wigan for a, a while, a lot, quite a while, a few years ago, um, and the very, very, very hard working work, working uh, class people, and and that football club to to that town means an awful lot in terms of what it brings to them. Like we're all, ours, we're like, all working hard work. Well, yeah, no, I know, but then what will you would consider salt of the earth? There's no like, there's you know, other than there aren't as many. That's terrible. But We've all got our clown fan base. They had a couple. They had twenty idiots turn up at our stadium. We got. We've got a similar amount of idiots. And yeah. anybody who, who loves the game of football doesn't want any football club to go bust. A lot of it is going to be banter. Um, but everyone's it, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, ship them down to non-league. That's fair enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them down. Power deduction. Bye, 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 bye. I don't want to see any football club go bust, no. but sitting proper test again, isn't it? It is indeed. Where's uh, the EFL with this yeah. sort of shenanigans? It'll be interesting to see how that situation pans out uh, and what comes of it. Uh, I, I, funny enough, before the podcast, I watched um, their post-match interview with their manager, and there was a, a clear, you know, frustration um, and, and even anger. I think actually would be the the better way of putting it towards directed towards the owners and the situation as a whole um, well, I'd be angry too <laughs> yeah. well, he, he, he he have, he's, did he leave a position to take that over that job or did, it, or did he did he move roles or what because obviously you know he'll have been promised x y and z when he, he's only been there you know a short you know a short period of time it's not a wigan podcast i just wanted to just uh chuck that in there because it just it riles me um to be honest Absolutely. Uh, we're going to move on slightly uh, to a point that I've seen knocking around on Twitter. It seems to be doing the rounds again, which I think we have touched on slightly, but, you know, we'll go into it uh, again. January signings, uh, have they made uh, an improvement or not? Uh, I think there's two ways of looking at it. First of all, perhaps the short-term improvement, is that there? Um, and the long-term improvement, although that we, we obviously can't see it, you know, um, is that is the direction there for, for there to be an improvement? Um, whichever way you want to look at it, feel free to give me an answer. Uh, and if you are watching at home, let me know what you think. Do you think the January signings, January signings have, have, have made an improvement to our squad? Ange, what do you think? I think we spoke about this previously, and it's really, it's really hard to make that call at this point. But if we are judging it from this short-term point, it doesn't feel like they've made a massive impact. I I see I see massive potential there for them to make an impact down the line and maybe at the end of the season, hopefully by the end of the season, they will and some of the new strikers will start bagging and um fit they don't keep we keep breaking them. They we can't they can't play if we keep, they keep breaking. Um so it's it's a really it's a really hard to comment, but those people who write them off at this point, you need to just give your heads a wobble because they've not yeah. had any any time whatsoever to, to to adapt the way they play to fit into our system. Like they all keep breaking because it's so high intensity. Um, we've had loads of injuries. We've not got. We've, we're swapping and changing all the time. It's a, it's a really. It's felt like a really hard window to come into for those players. I think last season, the season before that January transfer window was really strong, but it was a, a quite a stable team around them. So yeah. I feel sorry for him. I really do. 
Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Brandon I would rock all that. Absolutely, fair. Angel's just said a lot, a lot of them um, scenarios are, are, a con- are a massively contributing factor. Cir- circumstantial as well. Um, all I would say to add to it, and I'm, I don't want to go on too much because I think Angel's absolutely nailed it. To be fair, um, but we are under more of a microscope, or they are as players under more of a microscope this season. The pressure's higher this season than it was last season. There's an expectation now from the fan base, you know, to us, for us to secure that 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 playoff that playoff spot, um, and I think that's another contributing factor towards the the impact that they're making because obviously, you know, they're not, yeah, the, the confidence isn't there at the moment, but yeah, there's a, the, the pressure of, of, of where we're at as well as a, a bigger one because you know, short time, for example, for Sloan and stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon's on fire tonight and he said it's the injuries that have balls us up. It's not the business. Uh, and Tom has said the circumstances haven't helped, uh, more or less mirroring what, what both of you have said there. Uh, Chris Dawson has said the plan was to bed them in. Bed them in. We then had eight first-team injuries, so they were thrown in at the deep end, mm-hmm. which is another really good point, you know. Certain circumstances really haven't helped our cause at all. Uh, and Danny has said, I feel for some of them, such as Mbete, confidence is so big for a footballer, especially for defenders. Uh, another good point, you know, had Johnston not gone off injured, I think it's highly likely that Mbete might have had more minutes in mm. less intense games that would have built up his confidence that when he when he was called upon to come into the team, you know, he was firing on all cylinders, which just unfortunately has Given given all these conversations that we're talking about, the fact that we're in the mix and you know so comfortably ish in the playoffs is you know testament to them really, is, is because we obviously have quite, we have had a quite a lot of turmoil, haven't we? Really with injuries and whatnot. Just to be a little bit more positive about the situation. And I know Absolutely. we don't like to talk about it being out of our hands, but Christ Almighty, thank God for the results. What that went the way they did on Saturday. Well, yeah, we absolutely yeah. need some of that luck because we're not creating our own at the minute. Indeed, uh, and long may it continue for, for the teams around us. <laughs> um, I think that wraps up today's episode. Uh, unless either of you got to anything to add, uh, one thing I will comment on before we go uh, if you have watched tonight's episode and you are keen to catch up on some of the previous episodes or perhaps catch up on the bits that you might have missed this evening, you can do just that over on Spotify. And we are now on Apple Podcasts. Chris Dawson, this is an extra special mention to you. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can find us over there. And yes, uh, catch up on all the episodes. Give us a listen. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you just subscribe to the channel. Uh, it really does help us out. Uh, oh, I've got one as well. Sorry, Ben. Uh, on the Apple one, I don't know how Spotify works because I don't use it, but um, give us a rating as well, a five-star rating, because that, that, that goes a long way towards uh, getting us up the algorithms. Indeed it does. Uh, same on Spotify, you can drop us a rating. Uh, and if you follow the podcast, uh, I think all the episodes should appear in your library and you'll be good to go. Uh Socials are all at the bottom of our screen. Uh, If you happen to be listening back on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, because you can find us there now, uh, it's at the Fanzone Pod for all of our socials. Instagram is at the Fanzone Podcast. But if you head over there, we do a number of things. Uh, We run competitions, uh, giveaways, all sorts. So get yourself over there. Also, it is Mother's Day very, very soon. Uh, And if you would like to get your hands on a nice little Mother's Day treat, you can do exactly that. If you head over to the Bolton Gin Company, uh, they have a wonderful range of gins and um, all sorts going on over there. We've had the fruit salad one recommended to us. And if you use the code FANZONE10, so all in capitals, FANZONE10, you get yourself a nice little 10% discount at checkout. Uh, Brandon has just remembered it's Mother's Day. So, Brandon, <laughs> if you're over the age of 18, head over to the Bottom Gin Company, get yourself a nice bottle of gin for the mother. I think that just about rounds it off. Yeah. You? <laughs> Good cabin crew, actually, Ben. <laughs> I, was hoping, 
I was hoping we could finish the episode with, without anyone mentioning that, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 we've done it that many times. It's just becoming second nature now. And, so, and, and I'd, I'd like to apologise about my hungoverness. hungoverness. <laughs> um, I don't. I, uh, to be honest with you, it's new to me this because up until recently, I, I've, I've never got hung, hungovers, but. Since I've turned your age, you can't call. Five, I've started getting up. Which <laughs> don't grow up, it's a trap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> On that note, that rounds up this evening's episode. We will catch you all again. Details to come to you very soon on when the next podcast is. We might have a little change which might throw you all off, but we will get that over to you. Keep an eye on our Twitter for all of that good stuff, and we'll be see you in the next one. Take care. See you, see you all at Hillsborough. Bye. Indeed.